Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing the podcast hello and welcome to hardcore listing podcast i'm the better half of your presenting duo i am stuart roy within sitting opposite me today dressed in mustard is mustard man chris glasson <laughs> the one and only chris coleman's <laughs> chris coleman's amazing amazing how you doing um yeah i'm okay thanks mate yeah i'm pretty good uh sun's shining gonna go for a nice walk in the park later how about you you all right yeah, do you know what? I'm a little hungover, a little bit hungover. Like, um, had uh, had some uh, Rioja last night, which was which was pretty delicious. Was it what? Uh, uh, was uh, it Campo Campo Vigo? You know, I, 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 of course it is. Of course it is. I'm not going to go over seven quid a bottle, am I? No, like, no, no. but um, but yeah, it was actually, and uh, yeah, so saw off a bottle of that and uh, got up early this morning, watched some watched some UFC. I sound like such a such a man, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just yeah. just just got pissed and got up and just watched some well, you're fighting. Gonna up, you're gonna put up some shelves after. Yeah, the yeah, and... yeah. I'm just gonna stand around and scratch me nuts and uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, with a toolbox and uh, yeah, just act like a a ruddy bloody bloke. Um, well, before we get on with today's uh, show and introducing our guest, uh, we should thank our sponsors first. Um, so I will kick things off today, Glasson, by thanking. Oh, who should we go for? Luke Van Boom uh, of Bang Boom Creative, incredible production company. Um, I mean, for, for uh, if you're a first-time listener, we should actually throw a little bit more context in. Um, Hardcore Listing Podcast, before we get on to sponsors and anything else, is a weekly podcast where we ask guests on, sometimes not, um, and we pick a subject and we count down a top five. So, uh, so that's what you're in store for today. Back to the sponsor. Um, Bang Boom Creative is a production company that makes really, really amazing content, audio, visual, um, and he's a lovely smashing fella as well who's been a, a guest on the podcast many times now. He's all right. He's all right. Don't go that far. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, you're a little bit tired today, mate. <laughs> Um, okay then, well look, um, do you want to do the, uh, the Yes, the I'll do sponsor? the next one. Another, oh look, uh, all of these are fucking come awake now, aren't you? All excited now, you're not slagging Luke off anymore. I'll tell, tell you who's a great sponsor is Egg Fried. They're okay. really nice people at Egg Fried. Uh, they sell streetwear. Uh, it's hip-hop, skate, punk-inspired streetwear. They also do um, handmade denim. They're now releasing skate pants as well, which look very cool. Um, yes, and you can get a discount code using egg salad if you put that in the discount code section you'll get yourself uh, some money off their wares so go to eggfried.com and uh, check them out absolutely um and also we've uh, we've got another sponsor a uh, long-time sponsor as well and that's charles at love-beer.co.uk um charles is uh, a lovely man that will install a bar for you wherever you want one wherever you want one he will build you a bar because he's that clever um and if you haven't got room for a bar but you still want ace booze then he will deliver it to your yeah. front door um all manner of kind of beer selections like ipas and stats and porters and there's some absolutely smashing booze and mm-hmm. you can find out all about that on love-beer.co.uk and 
as mentioned uh, by Christopher um, over egg fried. L- um, Charles has given us a discount code as well at Love Beer. So you can save pennies by using the discount code LBHCLP. Cracky. And he will build you a bar anywhere. I saw an Instagram post. He built a bar on a ceiling the other day. So that's pretty crazy, hey? Yeah. I mean, can we talk about that? No, he hasn't really built a bar Right. I'm just, just going to say, that's, that. that's grow up. What a load <laughs> of shit. Oh. Like, it's not functional, is it? I'm oh, sorry. What's wrong with me today? <laughs> um, so, shall we Shall we introduce our guest? We've yes. done all that. We've done all the formalities. Yes. Welcome, Vix Layton. Thank you so much for joining us today. Ah, oh, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to hear some grievances in the excuse of a podcast. So. <laughs> How you doing? Just to clarify, did you mean that you're using? a podcast as an excuse or are you referring to hardcore listening as an excuse of a podcast (laughs) (laughs) well you know sometimes things can be independently true i'm not saying this (laughs) i took it as the latter immediately (laughs) oh no i'm very excited to be here so um yeah it's i did a live show last night um of my podcast on a proper stage with proper other people and i'm still kind of coming down from the novelty of what used to be real life tell us about that how'd that happen and where and what um the the cavendish in stockwell is running a carnival of comedy so they've got a full streaming setup loads of cameras a gopro a stage and they invited people to come down and record live so we streamed it out to people oh, last incredible. night it was lovely Did you, so that's the first time you've done a live sort of like a live show podcasting wise um no i did leicester comedy festival but that was over zoom so it's the first time in ages i've done one with real yeah, people next to me humans yeah and it was with the guys from mystery on the rocks oh, wicked. So, uh, Amazing. that was a handful to host but in a very good way so wonderful <laughs> well um vix what is your top five topic today please um it is british petty moments <laughs> we are not petty i don't know yeah no we are and uh, i'm gonna prove you wrong you, you are <laughs> um I, 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 yeah you see what a top five and we are a petty we are a petty breed us british um i, I mentioned it to my girlfriend she just started listing things off and I was like, actually, you're going way beyond pet petty now. Stop it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to this top five indeed, Weeks. Good, cho- good choice. What made you think this? Was there anything, in, was it inspired by a moment of pettiness on the, you know, or was it just a burning desire to air your concerns with it? It's who I am as a person. It is a characteristic that I've let bloom. The older I've got, the less I repress it. <laughs> and now I just completely own it. So I confiscated a toasty maker that I donated to the office shortly before lockdown started because I didn't think people were keeping it clean. The greatest thing about toasties, they are delicious, but the greatest risk of a toasty maker is cheese at the back of it. And, you know, yeah, yeah it's worrying. It's no, not it's nice. Not. And people are putting all sorts in there. And technically I donated it to the office, so it wasn't mine anymore. But um, yeah, that didn't stop me. I put it in a plastic Fair. bag and I didn't even take it home. I hid it under my desk because I knew it was there and I got to watch people go and look all sad that it wasn't there anymore with their little sad breads. And um, yeah, it's <laughs> wow, who I am as a person. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you now. <laughs> I, did, I did plan to put it back, but then the, the pandemic happens. And I'm not saying they're to blame for it, but also... Lesson yeah. learned. Yeah. The sh- the They're the not sh- people sh- washing their hands often, are they? The people that are leaving cheese in a communal toasty maker. No, ha- how well, they do one thing is how they do it, everything. So, but do you yeah. think there's something like... Because I, I don't... I'm, I'm not a big fan of the... I am a fan of a toasty, actually, but I can't be bothered with the issues that come with post... Post, you know, eating. The, the cleaning, yeah. I just... I can't be asked with it. Um, but my, my kids are all over it. Uh, but again... They don't do the bit afterwards. They don't just clear up. They just make it. They just fuck off, and like and so I then look at it and it's like, hmm, it's still quite warm that cheese. So then part of me thinks I could just eat it. Yeah, I'd do it if it's warm. Yeah, you, but if, yeah. it's, dry, if yeah. it's cold and dry at the back of the cupboard when you pit fish it out to use it, that's when I'm like, oh. See, but then there's a bit of me that just thinks 
I'll just leave that for like a few hours till that goes a bit crusty. Then I'll just like kind of just Chip blow it off. It off. Or, <laughs> but I expect that was everyone's intention. But then when nobody called them on it, they just walked away and left I've, it. I've, and, uh... I've seen Stu's kids, like <laughs> Stu, ineffectually have a go at them to clean up at least three or four times. And I've been over there. Yeah. And he's begging them to do it, and they're just looking like oh. there's just no respect for Stu in his household. <laughs> Zero respect for me. Like, and it, it, it's honestly, I, I said to uh, to Layla the other day, like, we asked them to do nothing, right? And so we've all been obviously living in a house together for a, you know, for a year now. And uh, and I think I was like making dinner, I don't know what I was doing, but I just went, Oh, can you take the, the bins out, please? And and I shit you not, she went. Nah. <laughs> and I was like, what? She went up, oh, yeah, in a bit. And I just thought, fucking hell. Like, it's a good thing you're my kid because, like, yeah, if I was at work and, like, in a workplace and someone said, just was that flippant and rude, I'd just be like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Like, I, I just could not cope with that. <laughs> but that's usually Oh, don't don't work in a startup then. Um, because that they're all like that in startup <laughs> companies. Um, one of the places I worked, there was a red tomato you could put on your messenger that showed that you were having thinking time and you weren't to be bothered. Tomato? What yeah. is wrong with people? Yeah. When did that yeah. become your job that you're like, no, I'm I'm not in the mood for work today. I'm just gonna have some meditation time. I'm gonna go and read a book about business. Do you work on beanbags in that office? <laughs> not oh, anymore. Okay. I, I've moved jobs, not just because of the beanbags, <laughs> but sort of. Like there's no back support in them. If you're late for meetings as I constantly am, you get the bad one and then you have to roll out of it on all fours. You have to wait <laughs> for everyone else to leave the room and crawl away. And it's just not it's not for me. I want to be somebody who's a startup person, but I'm, I'm not. I've I've worked in a, a fair few WeWorks and uh there's no shortage of that kind of stuff going down everywhere you look. It's always full of people that look that are wearing the clothes I wish I could find but i could never find them and if i put them on it's like i would just look ridiculous whereas they just look cosplay yeah they just <laughs> look like they, they were just born to wear them clothes mm -hmm. and you just yeah and, and then what happens in, in them sort of situations because i also feel inferior that they're probably more intelligent than me i then find myself becoming danny dyer mark 10 i become so essex and so blase about fuck. What would you mean your fucking tomato on there? What do you mean I can't talk to you? Let's have a chat. Come, let's have a proper chin wag. And it's like I become this ridiculous person that I'm not just because of my own insecurities because they look better in the clothes that I can't wear. Sorry, yeah. that's kind of the that's no. the measure of me. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> you're, you're on the right side of history for this. Thank you. 
it, it's not intelligence, it's confidence. <laughs> I wish I had a fraction of the confidence of men who go around on a like tricycle in an office workspace or people who've taken their shoes off. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like you're being in a crash. I I uh when it, when I was in a WeWork, I walked out to the uh are they called breakout areas? Yeah. It, it should just be called a, a, a room uh, or a foyer. Uh, yeah. and, and there's a coffee machine there. And there's all sofas and like really, really kind of cool books that I just thought, would anyone notice if I stole these? But like, no one ever steals them. Uh, but like, yeah, really kind of like, like wanky kind of coffee table books were just sort of sprawled around. And, and on one of the sofas was just a guy sitting there and he had an eye mask on. And no. I just, uh, uh, and and obviously, as I walked back past with my coffee in my hand, <laughs> I gave him the finger. Obviously, <laughs> like, obviously. but no one is just think, oh, grow up! Like, why are you yeah. wearing an eye mask? It's not cool to be weird. One of my offices had a hammock in it, and people used it. Wow. So yeah, very strange. On my first day at that place, they had a sauna as well, because you know, sure. Was it? Was and you I working thought... in the David Lloyd? Because other than a no, Lewis. no, a proper office, a wow. proper workplace, or so I thought. And then four thirty on a Friday, I thought they must use it as a cupboard. It's a gimmick. Nope. The um, the sauna goes on. They're all in their bath towels. I'm looking at someone's nipple, going, "Can you just set up my emails? I don't really know what to do." <laughs> oh, where is he? He's in the sauna. You fucking what, mate? That's crazy. <laughs> but it's because they want you to live there. Yeah. That's the thing with those startups. Mm. They want every hour of yeah. your life. They're like, there's a beer tap. Why would you need to go to the pub? Just drink at your desk. It's that kind of 24-hour mm. working environment. Because yeah. they were ruthless as well, that place. People didn't last long. If you didn't quite meet their expectations, you were gone. So it was all fun and beanbags until you weren't there until anymore. you wasn't sleeping <laughs> at your desk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, what happened to this guy? Oh, he's gone. I stopped learning people's names. I was only there for four months. Uh, <laughs> Well, fuck them, fuck I, them I guys. They can't have a toasty now anyway. You, you won. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. <laughs> All so right, we, we, That was yeah. a, a big um, meander through different <laughs> confessions from Stuart and his uh, insecurities. Your top five... We're just sharing now. <laughs> Examples of British, British pettiness then, Vix. What what you got for number five? Um, Come dine with me specifically that one episode the sad little life jane episode but everything about come dine with me is petty like every single element particularly the chaotic neutral scoring that people give each other it's like oh the dinner was perfect it was brilliant but um they didn't put a full stop at the end of my name on the name card so i'm gonna give them a five out of ten crazy and when the couples do it they get worse at it the tactical voting in that just blows my fucking mind and then you get also you get this like uh, daft racism as well like you know I saw like me and Molly were watching this couple cook this fucking insanely good Indian cuisine and our mouths were watering and a lot of the other couples were like I don't like spicy food too and I was thinking <laughs> but like they made like like the pudding was like this artisanal like chocolate dessert that they'd crafted and sculpted and, and they were like literally gave it 5 out of 10 and I just thought oh mate how are you doing that it's, it is super petty. Should I tell you another one that does that as well, Alex? Yeah. Is the um, the one where they go and review each other's hotels. Four in a, Four bed. In a bed. They're brutal. Oh, I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Horrible people. They're going with them. They've got a microscope under the bed, and they're like, "That is a pubic hair." And it's like, but you can't even see it with the naked eye. Like, how is this? <laughs> like, uh, what constitutes a five star B and B though is woeful. Yeah. I, I'm never going to stay in a and b based on that. There was one where the person, everything was mushroom themed. <laughs> what is wrong with people? Eccentric people that can't get company selling space for company to make yeah exactly. It's kind of sad. But yeah, Peter Marsh, um, who was the guy behind the the, the zenith of Come Dine With Me, sad little life, Jane Peter Marsh, claimed it was the edit that did him wrong. <laughs> Definitely the edit. I mean, yeah. he definitely said yeah. that. Like, it's a bold play to blame the edit. Um, but that was only in 2016. I feel like I've always known that yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Like, how is that only five years ago? What a vulgar human being. Yeah. Oh, he's the worst. He's like, I think he was a car salesman, which figures. But um, I did some following up. And one of the guys that was not 
sad little life Jane is now a comedian and improv person and um he gave an interview about it a couple of years ago and uh, he ended his interview with the line his desserts were great by the way it's just the main course was too salty in both senses of the word and I was like oh. <laughs> oh delicious I really enjoyed the research on that but yeah they're meant to not get on and they choose people who can't cook. Mm. Yeah. It's like the X Factor where you get the good people and you get the really bad people. Mm. But the trouble with the really bad people, because I went with my friend to an X Factor audition. And, you know, we're part of the problem, not part of the solution. Yeah. No one told me he wasn't any good. No. Like we all let, th we let that car crash happen in slow motion. Yeah. We went on the bus with him to London. He was like, it's Santana Smooth was the song that he was singing. Terrible. And we let it. We were like, he's he's gonna go out in the first round. We don't want to tell him. Let's let some producers tell him. We'll all go home. We'll have a day out. And um, oh he got through. He got through two rounds. So when you think about it, by the time the bad person gets in front of Simon Cowell, they've been gassed oh, up absolutely. like mad because he came out buzzing. He was like, oh, they said I was great. They said loads of talent. You're going in there thinking I've got this. And then they're all laughing in your face. It's like, I can see why people go nuts yeah. because I would, because yeah. that is, you've been gaslit Absolutely. into thinking you've got a chance. Yeah, <laughs> and then they laugh at you for being surprised that you're not talented. It's like, it's half yeah. a hand job. Like, um, like we knew, we knew someone who, um, they, they weren't doing any of that, but they were connected enough to production within, uh, within these large companies, especially um, Britain's Got Talent, where they knew it was happening. And they always said to us, listen, do not ever fuck. Not that any of us have got any talent, uh, but don't go on any of those shows or if you hear anyone, because they're going to just draw you in and then just punch you in the face. Yeah, it's pretty Yeah, brutal. and that, that's why you get those extreme responses. It's not delusion, it's just hope. Yeah. Yeah. And when you know that, it's not much fun to watch anymore. <laughs> So. But I do watch Come Dine With Me. Whenever it's on, I, I almost can't not watch Come Dine With Me. And if even if it's one that we've seen before, we'll still watch it. But the cooking, they are like so many bad cooks. Like they're like, Well, you've got five people over, you want to win a grand and you're gonna this is the first time you've ever cooked what whatever it is that you're cooking. It's like, <laughs> I've never cooked this before and it just comes out like a piece of shit. <laughs> Like, and they're like moving the steaks around with their hands that they haven't washed like and you're seeing them poking them around in the oh, pan and someone's got to eat who that was the, and... who was the woman who was cooking the steaks and she was just pulling them out with the oven gloves didn't she put them in the microwave <laughs> as well? <laughs> well chris have you ever seen the episode with like uh obviously podcast regular big papa jay when his wife was on there no have you never oh, seen oh my lord so, um, like, one of our best sort of mates went, went on uh, Come Down Me maybe five, six years ago. Uh, and it was the kind of textbook. She was the good cook. Uh, and there was a guy that had never really cooked ever. And he was just this kind of young, kind of leery lad. Uh, and I think that episode went belly up insofar as they all just had a proper laugh. And like, and are still to this day, all hang out together, like all of them. They just got on really, really well, and it just kind of backfired <sighs> because I think they were hoping that there was going to be that kind of sneering at the shit cookery, and no, yeah. it went down an absolute dream. And uh... I love it. I love it when they beat the system. But when you get the <laughs> one nice person, and it's excruciating that is scoring fairly, and you know everybody yeah. else is like not going over five. It's like. <laughs> Like the opposite of my Uber rating. Like you could eject to seat me out of the car and I'd still give you a three, which is a gentleman's one in Uber terms. Because I just haven't got the heart to give them a one. Like genuinely, you could eject me out of the car and I'd go, hmm, yes, I'll I'll show you. That's a three. Yeah. It's a three. You'll, you'll learn. Yeah. M m yeah. Um, people notice how narcissistic I am. Uh, not, not how um, sycophantic I am when I get in, in my Uber cab. Because I turn on all my like you know schmoozing skills with a random cab driver and they're like why are you why are you so engaging with this person it's like and, and they know why it's because they they know i want a good uber rating because i used to have like a flawless one and then it randomly dropped to 4.8 and i think that's when i had my first breakdown because I, I couldn't understand 4.8 exists yeah you can you can lose points for like not Closing the dark car door gently enough. What are you doing to get? I'm oh, sorry. Like the drivers can rate you. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This is bad news for Stu. Oh, my life. I'm being judged in that car as well. I don't need and that. And pettily. Pettily yeah, judged. Pettily judged. Like, Absolutely. I did not If you know ask this. the Yorks cable and they don't like your music, you could lose points. You could lose stars. It's, wow. it's again, very British. Like, yeah. someone reviewing you back. Yeah. I, think that's <laughs> right. I think I am the best like passenger in a cab. Right, I think I'm great. So I am. When we finish this episode, need to go and have a little look there because I might have some questions to have. You know, I might have to end up having a bit of a look at myself because yeah. if that's not perfect, I love a chat with a cab driver. I love it. Then some of them don't love it though. Oh, I'm excited to know what your score is. Mm, yeah, you know? you're going. You if it, if it's us. low, you're going. We know what you're going to be doing on Sunday. You're just going to be getting unnecessary right. cabs around Essex. <laughs> Okay, how do I look at my rating? Have a look. I'm Hang not Because sure. I'm a solid 4.67. It never wavers. And I don't understand why, because I just quietly cry in the back <laughs> late at night, mouthing the words to Smooth FM. Yeah. I'm a dream passenger. <laughs> Occasionally I might dribble, but only on myself. It's... That is, that, yeah. I, I, I can't understand why they're giving you a, knocking you down your rating. 4.68. Is mine? Where, yep. where did you find that? So you go into Uber, yep. the little menu, the little three bars at the yep. top, um, and you'll have a star rating under your picture. Uh, oh, it just says four, five, six. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, they don't that like your chat, terrible, Stu. Stu. Oh, that is, that is a gentleman's word. That's embarrassing. Um. Yeah, that is. That is embarrassing. <laughs> That's actually spoiled my day. Four point five six. Lovely. I've never even. I don't think I know anyone with a four point five six, oh mate. You'd be sacked from Uber if you were the driver with that score. <laughs> oh, this is disaster. This is pure disaster. I can't believe this. Oh four point eight three at the moment, but I know. Oh, I thought I was got... a hoot. Yeah. What? Oh, mate. Oh. Well, this is a good. This is good pettiness. It really is. <laughs> What's your number four, Vix? It is um, regional press specific category. People who celebrate the birthdays of potholes and put their compo face on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How oh. concerned are they? And people are so invested in potholes. And I bet half of them don't even drive. No, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just something to get your knickers in a twist about. And I love it. And I love that the press cover it. And it's happening everywhere. One recently celebrated its um, its second birthday with a Colin the Caterpillar cake and balloons. And apparently, according to the mirror, the <laughs> mirror covered this. Over 500 people celebrated it on social media. <laughs> I think I fall into this pothole category. Absolutely. There's one. They've just done it. They've just fixed it. But I'm not sure if I'm glad when they fix it or it means I haven't got something to absolutely bitch about every time I drive around that roundabout. Because every time I go it around... It brings people together as well, does. doesn't it? Having a mutual cause that is not sentient. Exactly. You can all really get behind bitching yeah, on that. Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah, you can have a right go at it a bit. And you can you can blame the council for it as well. So it's like, it's a nice thing to... I always say, well, they've done... Why did they put that other roundabout up there? That was an unnecessary roundabout when we've got holes in the road. So I think that, yeah, I am petty as shit with that stuff. Letters in my local paper will be, why, oh, why, oh, why, has our local government yet again filled our roundabouts with daffodils? We don't need more (laughs) daffodils. We need these holes in the road. And it is, people are, it's when people actually write about it. I've got a story about um, the local press and what the pettiness of the letters page in our local paper led my mate to do. Um, I don't know, Vix, if you're aware of the comedian Cunt and the Gang. Um, yes. Well, well, that Christmas number one. Christmas number one. <clears throat> so uh, we, we, we're, we're sort of besties. And, uh, and growing I up... I was your best mate. No, I'm not your best uh... mate. Check your rating. Jesus check your stu- check your stupor rating on the app. See how you're doing. I got four point five six. Every time you do one of these, he's rating you quietly. It's mustard t-shirts. So- Minus one, three, <laughs> solid three. So we, uh, we 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 would basically write letters to 
uh, a local paper to see if we could, like the most ridiculous letters that we could try and get published. And people used to write to the newspaper constantly about people that let their dogs shit on the pavement, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, so angry at like the, the, the sort of people that do that. And uh, I kind of get it. And so, Cunt wrote a letter to, uh, the, the, I'll throw it out there, the Thurrock Gazette, um, and, uh, and said how disappointed he was because his son, he didn't have a son, uh, his his uh, his son uh, was out doing his paper round uh, in uh, of which he'd saved up uh, the money from his first month doing that job to buy himself a brand new pair of Dunlop Green Flash, uh, <laughs> where when he was walking down King Edward Drive, uh, slipped in dog feces uh, and spoiled his new trainers. Like, <laughs> and so basically, this letter then got published. Right, fast forward about a week. Cunt's walking round Asda doing his shopping and his phone rings uh, and he's like, hello? And they're like, oh, is this Mr. Blah, blah, blah? And he was like, uh, yes. He went, oh, it's uh, it's Thurrock Fire Brigade. And he was like, uh, oh, hello. Went, yeah, um, got in touch with the Gazette, mate. We um, we read the letter about your son. Uh, just, I don't know how big his feet are, but uh, the lads here at the station, we train in Dunlop Green Flash, so let us know, mate, and we'll, we'll pop a box of trainers around for your son. And he was like, I'm the worst human being on the planet. Like, <laughs> No, he's not the worst. They're the best. Yeah. <laughs> That's a difference. I love that. Did he take the trainers? No. I would have just given them my size. Um... You're pot committed now. You, oh, in order, in order, you've got to become a little bit worse a person in order to, yeah, for no one to... Not be rude <laughs> to that fire brigade who are doing a nice thing. You can't reject their trainers. That's so mean. They'll know. Uh, they would have known that they'd done a nice thing if you'd have accepted them and no one would have been any wiser, would they? They would have felt good. This, yeah. this pettiness extends itself to my favourite hangouts, which are um, community Facebook groups. Like oh, yes. anything community-based which is just bored, bitter people. Oh, uh, that, yeah. I mean, a big one where I live is um, kids doing wheelies on bikes uh, in the middle <laughs> of the road. Because you just get bored kids that literally <laughs> learn how to do wheelies and wheelie down the road, and someone might have to slow down in the car. It's like, yeah. right, I'm, go I'm going on the group. I'm yeah. going on the group. And then you get like 30 people just going, well, it's just fucking ridiculous. It's not safe. Someone's And now you just think... Oh, come on. And it's like, but then am I as sad? Because I'm reading them all. Yeah. Who's 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 <laughs> yeah. more petty? The person posting it or the person following? And Just enjoying it. Just enjoying yeah, exactly. watching the world burn. Watching the world burn. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I then started to kind of target that group by, because they'd always moan that nobody, that the council were no longer mowing uh, the Nutbury Park where we live. Uh, and so I... I found a photo on Google of a bear in really long grass uh, and just said, like, uh, I lost my dog today over the park. When is this council going to, like, mow the... And, like, and people didn't realise it was a bear. People were just straight away, didn't even see that, were just moaning straight away about the fact that it hadn't been mowed. So I then kind of moved into the kind of... The, the, the untoward kids just said, just spotted these, like... These lads outside uh, the chippy, um, effing and jeffing, and I literally put a picture of Zamo Maguire and Roland <laughs> Browning from Grange Hill from 1983. <laughs> no one gave a fuck. Everyone was still just ranting at the fucking disorderly kids that hang around outside the chippy. Yep. And then it got, and then obviously it all builds to the one where you just go to look, mate. You're not funny. This is a community group. We're trying to do something for the good here. It's like. Oh, and those people are the worst. Yep. Fun sponges. Let us live. Can, can I just say, this has triggered, I've realised what is one of my worst features, is that I, Basil and buy and sell is where... Like, I can't, oh, I your story about that was gold. I don't like to give... I don't like to take anything to the skip now. If I can give it away, other than... To, I, I'll do that. But the problem is, as soon as you put something on there, you are opening the floodgates to idiocracy. Because the questions you're going to get on Basil and Buy and Sell, it does not matter what you write in the post. They will ask you all questions. Like, you'll put collection only in capital letters. Do not contact me if you want me to come and deliver you a sofa. 
like in London from Basildon for free. I'm not doing it. And people will still go, will you, uh, will you deliver that to me? And what ends up happening is I'll post on there and I now know I'm going to get into massive arguments now with innocent people who probably don't realise that I've got this problem with the Basildon Buy and Sell page where if you ask me a stupid question, I'm going to go mad at you or I'm going to be like, well, have you read? Instead of just when answering their question, I'm always like, well, have you read the description? And it takes the same amount of time to type that as it would to answer exactly. the question, doesn't it? So you know, but you know that you're you're not you're not I'm good. A you're not your best self. I'm a cretin when it comes. I'm buzzing buy and sell. Uh, can <laughs> I add another little element to the buy and sell kind of element of pettiness? Uh, I just want to throw up boot sale etiquette, right? Uh, <gasps> and so you're fundamentally there selling tat that you don't want, right? Uh, how much is that t-shirt, mate? I'll ju- uh, just give us a quid. I'll give you 50p. No, mate, I'd rather set it on fucking fire. Like, <laughs> and, it's like, and it's like, why? You don't want it. You're going to probably give it away. But if someone's got the front to try and undercut you giving it. them something for a quid, I'll just go, nah. And Shoot, I would literally I it. throw it out the window on the way home. rather Shoot, than. I, I did it with a TV the other day. This TV was ancient. And... Um, and I'd, I, it was it was cheap anyway, this flat screen. It was fucking old. And this young lad had sort of like... And he'd done a bit of bartering with me. And I sort of like went along with it. And then he just randomly went... And honestly, we're talking 30 quid here as well. It was it was like... Weren't even... Work with, I'm not saying I'm Alan Sugar. But the amount of time I spent bartering already wasn't worth my time for 30 quid. And then he just kind of went... Oh, I'm just going to get... I'm just get, Do you mind if my brother gives you a quick call? And I was like... Uh, yeah, he can have my number. And his brother sent me a message, right, that went, boss, let me do you a favour. Boss. That was it. Boss, let me do you a favour and give you 15 quid for that TV and you'll have all that spare room left in your house now. And I was just infuriated by the fact he decided to haggle me again, like his brother was going to yeah. slip in there. And the truth is, really, I should have just been like, oh, no, it's, all, no, it's cool, man. Like, sorry, nice try, but I, might, I can only let it go for 30 quid. Instead, I had to be like petty back to him and was like, boss. And I can't remember what I said, but it weren't polite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Did you make that sale? Absolutely not, bitch. That's the thing. Thanks for giving my story a punchline. I, I lost the sale because I was just so upset. And yet, really, if I got 15... Upset or, or petty? Petty. <laughs> uh, see, I, I'd go a step further. I'd send him a picture of it with, like, my foot through it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture of a telly with a fucking sandwich toaster through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that would enrage oh, me. Um, <laughs> Boss. Oh, Imagine sorry. bringing in. Oh, I've got. I'll bring in a better negotiator. Hold the line, please. <laughs> <laughs> Boss, let me take that burden from you for thirty quid, and you'll have a big space after. Was this thing? Um, and my answer actually wasn't that rude. It was just goodbye, boss. And that was it. Lost the sale. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think that's fine. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm I'm happy oh, with your okay. response there. So I'll sign that off. What's, what's you... your number? Oh, go on. Shoot. I, I, I just went like, um, like if we ever sell anything on like these community groups, like you know we've got like a fucking chest of drawers. If anyone wants it, you know, and uh, and then it's like a fiver. I always find I can't do the 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 the, the kind of look. This is just a transaction. You know, this I have to then just go. Oh, hello, mate. How you doing? All oh, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've had him. We've probably had these like six years, but I mean, they're in good nick, aren't they? And it, and I and I feel like even though the the deal's done, you know, this person just wants to give me five pound. I 
I don't know if I want <laughs> I want everyone to rate me. I don't know. But I literally feel like I can't just go, there you go, mate, cheers. I, I want to go and put it in their car for them. I, I want to have a chat. <laughs> we up to for the rest of the day. And it's like... <laughs> Stay in touch. Yeah. yeah you're on Facebook, mate. Uh, do you, you lean in for a hug when they get to your front door? If, I'll tell you what, if before they go, they wait to shake my hand, I pull them in for a, like, a, a hug and one, one hand on the back. Yeah. Oh. Definitely. Is this what you're doing to Uber drivers? This is why it's so low. I'm too over familiar. <laughs> They're just opening the door for you, and you're like, "Hello." <laughs> giving them a hold me. Giving them a peck on the cheek as you get out. <laughs> just in the fetal position yeah. in my head on their lap, just for the whole of the journey. This yeah. is nice, isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, Uber drivers have got a new thing where they don't want to pay the congestion fee to take you where you need to go, and so, but they let you get in. Oh. And I usually only take a taxi because the shoe is inappropriate for walking. And they're like, can I just drop you off here? And it's like, you're confusing this with a bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not my problem. <laughs> in, but in, the amount of times that's yeah. happened. It's like, can you drop me off here? So you can, but it's, it's not where we're supposed to yeah. be, you prick. Yeah, like, absolutely. But again, I'm scared of the rating. So I'm like, oh, I could be Aggie or I could. Like, Why is life so complicated? Oh, tricky, I know, I'm tired. I'm really tired tired i'm not ready to go back out of lockdown if we didn't like, if we didn't if we wasn't petty we'd have more energy but i've got to spend that pet that energy on pettiness i'm afraid mm. what's your what's your number three vix what you got for us well you might be spending energy on it but unlike rebecca vardy and oh, colleen rooney God. you're not spending millions of pounds on it Fucking so. hell. <laughs> right quick one here vix can you explain the backstory because i don't really know what happened here yes so um colleen rooney was having stories sold about her to the press by someone in a inner circle and she didn't know who it was. So to try and find out who it was, she drip fed Instagram story posts to individuals with fake news on them to see if they'd make it into press. This is so spy by... tactics, by the way. This is what spy actually yeah. spies do. I didn't credit it with the intellect no. for it, but I was very there for it. And um, yeah, so she narrowed it down to some suspects and found out that Rebecca Vardy was the only person receiving this information. It was turning up in the sun. So things like a kitchen was flooded. They were getting their baby tested before it was born to find out the gender. Really trivial bits of information was going to print. She sat on it for months, carried on doing it, and then revealed it in a Twitter thread with... And the Instagram account was Rebecca Vardy with like this Agatha Christie flourish. So she became known as Wagatha Christie. <laughs> and uh, I, Twitter loved it, as you can imagine. There was drama. It was nonsense in your, in your mind. Nobody's getting hurt by it. Rebecca Vardy's got that energy about her that's not likable, which probably didn't help. So and she... she might be really nice, but I... She looks like a bitch. If she was at the bar and she pushed in front of me, I'd let her in case she punched me yeah. in the face. It's the same with Jamie Vardy. They've got that yeah. energy. Well, I mean, was she selling them. the stories to the sun? Yes. But, she's, so but she's, surely she's a gazillionaire. Like, she's married to, like, a ridiculously successful footballer. This, this is the thing. So this is the theory, because I do PR as a day job. The theory that I heard was she was bartering these stories for unflattering stories about her and Jamie Vardy. So she was feeding alternative, better information to them in return for being shielded from whatever horrible stories they had about her. So that's a theory. So working hypothesis, we'll never know if it's true, but it's fairly standard press practice. I, do you know so, what? I, I was working with someone once uh that was i guess famous and they were in a car with me and got a phone call from a, t a big tabloid and said we've got this story about something personal to you and he had to give them a different story exclusive. Uh, like yeah. exclusive on something else to stop that it was so horrible so horrible when like you just think Oh wow, that does actually happen. Like really grotty. And if it's true, she'll never be able to come out and say that because that would be implicating the press in what is quite a dirty business. Mm. So she's not going to be able. She's never going to be able to tell the truth on this. So she said she didn't do it, and to prove it, her her reputation has been besmirched. 
So she has sued Colleen Rooney and her legal fees at the moment are running into nearly a million pounds. Oh my God. Because she said her reputation's ruined. And I question this, because is it? What was she, what was I, she famous? What, 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 was, what, was, what was she doing before that she can't do now based on this information? Because yeah. this would have just gone away. So it was, has she lost what, TED Talks? Like <laughs> opportunities to speak at universities? Like what, what, what's she's happened? She's odd, right? Is, is, she, is she still yeah. So I don't suppose she's, yeah. people really I, I don't get it. care. No. You know. I would have remembered Colleen had did it, but I probably wouldn't have remembered her name had she not made such a fuss about it. And yeah, it's been going on for years now. And Colleen said, I will stand this down. Just admit you did it. And she won't. So it's going to go all the way, wasting thousands of Court pounds time. of everyone's money for something that everyone has forgotten about. Do you think so? Well, do you think maybe she didn't? I mean, that would be a twist, mm. wouldn't it? But I think her idea initially was that she'd given her Instagram access to an assistant who had sold the stories. Mm. But that would be quite easy to prove. And surely she'd then be pursuing that person. a lawsuit against that person rather than Colleen herself. But yeah, yeah. petty. Like no, no one would have cared about this. I mean, Colleen could have just unfriended her, just block her. She didn't need to make the drama that she did. She must have been so angry that she had to share it with millions of people. And it was like global. Nobody knew who they were, but they knew that it was petty. And that is the, that is like, flagship yeah, british pettiness is, yeah yeah but the worst thing about it is because it's women like men have fallen out of things like trainers because it's women they're like oh why don't they go out for a glass of chardonnay and just sort it out silly women and it's like men have done this shit as well and like i've got one coming up that is beyond, about male yeah, pay yeah. which is like <laughs> um historic like it's not just that one the one yeah we'll talk about that in a minute but yeah it's got a lot worse ramifications hasn't it that one but um i'd love to um be in a position to sell the stories from me just my our whatsapp group Stu. the stuff that i've the, the, the you know i'd love to sell our stories on that i'll make an absolute fault you could as yeah. well so just mm. watch out mate okay you want to keep okay. our friend rating above 4.56 <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> <laughs> well my mum my mum uh, maliciously uses the sun's readers corner you can text in so she often is her grievances there they always publish really they don't get a lot of texts She's usually about Philip Schofield. She hates him. Um, he's done nothing to her, um, but she just doesn't yeah, like him. Enough. Right. Next one, Vix. Um, when Britain went to war over a golden stool, <laughs> again, this is pure male pettiness. So the Ashanti Empire in Ghana, uh, we went there, took it over, took all this stuff, but there was a golden like ritual stool left and Britain wanted it. So instead of just going, we've got a lot of stuff. This is fine. We, we've, we've, we've won this. They went back for it. <laughs> they went back for the stool. And um, the um, Ashanti people wouldn't produce it because they're like, it's our stuff. Fuck off. And so um, they went off in a huff, basically, and carried on looking for it in the vicinity because the Ashanti people had hidden it. And the Ashanti people were quite angry about it. So sent out some people to fight them and laid siege to the British colony. And the British just shipped more and more people over to win, costing thousands of lives for a stool, for a stool, a golden stool. Did, 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 to be honest with you, I think we all want to know, did we get it at least? Tell me we got it. No, nah, just, we didn't even get it. It was a waste of I mean, time. It was a waste of time. Obviously joking, we should have never done that. That's just mad. And like, yeah, there's, but just... there's so much of that in, in, in law, like all history of people doing this. Like a stool, like a literal, yeah. So yeah, they went for a they went for a little a meeting with them, and um, the guy that was leading the party, the stool that wanted the stool, said, "Where is the golden stool? Why am I not sitting on the golden stool at this moment? I am the representative of the paramount power in this country. Why have you relegated me to this chair? Why did you not take the opportunity of my coming to bring the golden stool and give it to me to sit on?" <laughs> Best. Peak yeah. Petty. Best. This is from uh, Premier this is from James Felton's book that I bought in honor of this occasion. Because <laughs> I wanted to show that I had range. I didn't want just yeah. current affairs yeah, petty. Yeah. The girls got range. This is 52 times Britain was a bet. Oh, that's incredible. Um, and speaking of that, going quickly back to the potholes thing, <laughs> apparently a way to get your pothole filled in quickly is if you draw a cock and balls around it. 
because that's classed as graffiti and they will act immediately. So there's a Facebook page called Wanksy and it's just a man collating all of the cock and balls potholes and how quickly they get filled in. So if you're bored, get on the Wanksy page, have a look. That's incredible. <laughs> so Stu, we know that you'll be driving around in Umbra all day and I'm just going to grab a can of spray paint now. Do it. What? They have to clear it up, apparently. What's the? And you get to draw a cock exactly. and balls, Who which is always fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, have you got any instances, Chris, where you think you was different level petty? I mean, did you not hear about the telly? Yeah. The, the telly's <laughs> pathetic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, that that's the one that's burning to my mind at the moment, mate. Yeah, have you have you got any? Oh yeah, that's the other thing. This is this is still back on that thing. I will sarcastically say thank you. Like in every instance where I don't think someone said thank you to me when they should do. Right, this... And that, this. that'll apply to any situation. But if someone... If I've done someone a favour, especially a stranger, and I don't get a thank you back, I mean, it's embarrassing. It, it, it's embarrassing I can't let it go. I will have to say thank you. You're welcome. Oh, so horrible. <laughs> I hate Chris, myself Chris, for that. that. This is mine. My, my worst one I've ever done was literally... Before I live where I live now, driving down the road where where I currently live, stopped to let someone pass in their car, didn't wave, and I was they just caught me at the wrong time. Done a three point turn and went after them. Oh no! Like literally (laughs) flashing them until they pulled over, and they were like, "Are you all right?" I was like, "No, I'm not." And I was like, "I let you go, and you didn't even fucking acknowledge me. You didn't even look at me, let alone wave." And like obviously they're now looking at me like. Are you unhinged? Yeah, psycho. And I was just thinking, but then I'm getting more wound up because I'm thinking, I haven't done anything wrong. i done something nice. But you couldn't just be... I think the chase down the road was a bit wrong. Well, you know what? Let me just finish it. He will definitely wave to everybody now. Oh, absolutely. Of course. I made my point. But the the Uh, truth is... And I won. The thing with my rage is my temper, and I don't really have have it now, but I did just have quite bad temper. And... um, but the worst thing about my temper is as quickly as it would peak, it would disappear. And I would yeah. often be in the middle of a tirade when I suddenly came back to my senses. And that is good because it meant the tirade would end. And it's also bad because when you're shouting and then you, in your head, have completely gone back to normal, Chris, and you're watching yourself shout and then you stop and go, literally like a personality disorder, go, oh, ignore all that. I am absolutely in the wrong, and in, whilst screaming, that was that is really embarrassing. That's why text is bad because oh, it's yeah. not easy. It's not as easy to take that back. Because I am yeah. exactly the same. I'm an absolute flash fire, and I'll send something absolutely savage, and then send five follow-ups in a row because I also want to be liked so badly <laughs> that. <laughs> And then there's no that completely lose the message because if they've marginally wronged me by the end, I've sent them a present. It's like it. it it's a roller coaster of emotion, but yeah, and, and I can be savage, but I'm always sorry. Yeah, so after am I. pressing send, so am I. But sh- <laughs> I need that rule where it gives you a few Are seconds you sure? to change your mind, yeah. like you get in Gmail. I need that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that thing, Stu, about not people not thanking you, I've had this happen, right? And and this is what I always remind myself now is that I've had this happen, like literally on my street here. I've let someone go; they've not thanked me. I'm fucking cursing that they've not thanked me and I've driven past the car that's let me go and I've not thanked them because I'm angry about the thing that happened a second ago. And then I'm like, oh, I'm exactly the same as the person I'm angry about. And Maybe, maybe they were wrong. Yeah, and that's how exactly. they, yeah, it's a chain, a chain of misunderstanding. Everyone, everyone fucks up on the roads and that's the thing. You've got to let them go. But no, not me. I'm too petty. But I haven't, I haven't three point turned anyone just yet, Shoe. That's that was a long savage. time ago, but like. Intense. <laughs> so intense. <laughs> so ridiculous, isn't it? I'm into it. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I just. I, I know that, like, I have to pick my words carefully when, when I find myself in situations where I might hold a door open for somebody. Um, or you know, I might just do something nice, uh, and and somebody doesn't say thank you. Uh, I, I have a real issue with that, like, and I have to pick my words to respond to that. And there's a few you can use, like we, like obviously it's the, oh you're welcome, you know. But again, Classic. that's that's fighting talk, 
mm. or you can just do the oh fuck's sake, like or mm. unbelievable or anything like that, right? My favourite, which I think kind of throws the ball back to them, and it's like catch this, right? And you tell me where you want to go with this. Do you want to take it up a level, or do you want to have a little think about what you've just done? And I like the charming. Um, floats. Um, floats in the middle, that. It's your choice. Do you want to read it as, oh, I'm going to get angry about this? Or do you want to have a little look at yourself? Charming works perfectly. Okay. I love it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm taking that. That's for me. <laughs> when I'm allowed to be around humans again, these are the lessons I learned when I was in captivity. passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Just stewing on all these petty points. Passive aggressive, but didn't start a war. So I guess you've, you know, you've come along yeah. somewhere, Stu. So what's your number one, Vix? We're, we're at the number one spot. It doesn't have to be the most important, but yeah. I, it's just, yeah, it's probably just the most notable because I'm a Welsh person and it is the Welsh's belief that beating England is winning. And we could lose every single game of a Six Nations, but if we beat England, we will come away happy. We could win five games out of six, but if we lose to England, we will be fucked off. Like, we have written songs about it. We are... It's embarrassing, because England don't give a fuck about us. And that's what makes it so embarrassing. When we were in the Euros and Welsh people bought the kits of the places competing against England. It's like, this is the, like, the bare bones of petty, is where you are actively putting yourself out. Yeah to do something that you know has no value. And there's nothing more indicative of that than paying 60 quid to get a professional football kit of a team you do not support to actively not support a home nation. Like I supported England in the Rugby World Cup after Wales went out because I thought they were a worthy, you know, they had us in that last game that we played. It could have been either of us. And I think they, if I put anything on social media about it, I would have been stripped of my citizenship. It's so weird because during the World Cup, like, I was far more <laughs> excited watching Wales play than I was watching England play. And uh, it was good. It was but it's good, not reciprocated, it? is it? No, no. And that's what really fucks me off because I, I hate that because I'd rather get behind. I'd rather my friends be happy. I've got a lot of English friends, so I will switch my support over to the next best yeah. thing, which is other people that I like being happy. I mean, not on a Wales-England match day necessarily. There'll be a couple of hours where they're sulking from someone. That is fine. But... Also, because we're terribly smug when we do win, it's not classy. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's either a tantrum or it's embarrassing. Like pictures of like chariots being used to wipe a dragon's ass. It's like, wh- why? Why can't we just enjoy the win? Like what? Is- <laughs> it just shows us such a bad light. You, it embarrasses me. Because um, <laughs> I like, I love the Welsh. I've got Welsh mates. My my best friend's parents were Welsh and French, and I love the Scottish and the Irish. And I, does that upset Welsh people more that like if you meet like if you if you've got a bug to bear, and you've got this big problem, and then you see the people you hate actively go out their way to like you, does that make it worse? I think so. <laughs> that would be the approach I would take. Like if I were. Know, Trying to wake someone up. I hate you. Why are you being that magnanimous? Don't be benevolent and nice. You can afford... Oh, you did play the better game, actually. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) We would not know what to do with that. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's it's peak pettiness. We can't enjoy a neighbouring victory. We, yeah, and we can't enjoy a win if there's yeah. an English loss in the mix. That's the game that everyone cares about. And it's petty because it's not reciprocated. England playing Wales is just another game for them to win or lose. And it's it's embarrassing. It embarrasses it's a perfect me. shout out for big pettiness. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, because um, I was crowdsourcing petty moments and somebody sent me one where a penalty kick was about to be taken and the opposition team kicked the ball away. And I was like, yep, immediately accepted that as a petty act. But actually, it ran down the clock, so it was in their favour, even though you might get in trouble for kicking the ball away. I was like, no, that's strategic. Mm. It doesn't count Mm. as petty. If you win anything off the back of it, I don't think you can class it Mm. as a fully petty moment. So, yeah. There's rules. You did good with your rules. I did. I I set out the parameters. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm bored in my day job, so I did a lot of work on this. (laughs) I could have done ten. It's a, gra- it's a great top five, Vix. I, 
I'm surprised no one's done pettiness. We've been doing this show for what, such a good four show. years now. Yeah. And um, I did have to go back and yeah. make sure. Oh, no, it's, 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 it's a really good one. Very good. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm just thinking uh, uh, they're, they're just coming thick and fast now. Of just times that I've just been a truly awful fucking person. Um, I, I, th- th- I mean, parking can bring out uh, some bad, bad elements of uh, pettiness. Um, I live down a road. I've, I've, I've got a driver. I can put uh, the two cars that we own on. Um, right. Oh, he's fancy. Right. So, you Woo! know, I'm balling. And, uh, Jeff Bezos. But, but then at the end of my road, there's an, a- an area where people that can park their cars. Um, but there's a guy that parks his uh, truck there that lives in a different road. And it bothers me. Yeah. So... Sometimes I just park my car where I know he likes to park his truck, and then I'll just like walk a couple Whoa, of hundred that yards is beyond that is beyond across a half-empty drive, just because I'm a tragic person. Oh my! God. Yeah, yeah. It's, just putting yourself out. Yeah, that's that's the the pure essence of Fetty. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. <laughs> I don't think I've come come out of this episode too good, mate. Oh, we oh, won't be nice. editing any of it. Yeah. <laughs> All goals. Yeah. Really do... Go on, Shay, go on. No, I'm just going to say, if you do see us when I'm out and about driving, then just give us a wave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. We've all learned something. I'm not sure we're taking the right lessons away from it, but we've all learned something. About ourselves <laughs> and our Uber ratings. Yeah. Oh, that broke me, that is. Yeah, I'm a, so sorry. It's so bad. It's a terrible <laughs> Uber rating match. Really. It's so bad. <laughs> Someone must have a worse one. No, are you, are you, to are you winding me up? Is that a really bad rating? I've not yeah, seen one that. It's pretty bad. Long. I've not seen one that. Long. Holy shit! Yeah. I mean, I've been sick down the side of a cab, and I'm on six point uh, four point six eight. So the driver was like, "I'm going to find you." He got out of the car. He's like, "I'm going to take pictures," and I'm, "I'm going to take pictures of it as well." I don't know what I was doing with these pictures, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we we agreed it was knock for knock at the end. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I haven't really been listening to anything you two have been saying for the whole thing. I've literally been trying to kind of regress myself to every Uber driver that I've ever spoke to, and so where I might have gone wrong. Go through uh, your history. You can see you. You can see your history. That will help you prompt. Well, I, I reckon I've only ever used Uber about fifteen times, so mm. I'm not a, a, a regular user. So I'm hoping that's the reason that I'm not really. So you really could have popular. had a one yeah. in amongst all I the I know that I had maybe. one coming out of London that all of a sudden. Don't blame this on me. Don't. No. Say they it. don't like. No. They don't like going out to Essex though. I did today. No. Well, th- th- Sometimes this... they feel a bit catfished yeah. by that because I used to get taxis back and forth from there when I worked down there. So. This guy took us the wrong way, and I was like, I got a bit suspicious, and like, I was like, Hang on, this ain't right. So I started telling him where to go, like not fuck off, but like where <laughs> to go, as in like <laughs> directions, because he was looking, he was watching his little. GPS on his phone and I was like no you don't want to be going on this road and and I guess no one likes to be told how to do their job do they so maybe that's the only time I have not just been dream passenger like yeah. It's the same when I'm on mute and people tell me I'm on mute. I'm livid, even though they're right and I'm on mute. I'm fucking livid for that moment. I'm like, and I'm like scrabbling around for a reason that I'm meant to be on mute so they can see my mouth moving. I'm like, I was talking to my husband, actually, I wasn't. I just can't bear it. I'm just, it's just a moment of pure I've, horror. I've, I've done it in a meeting, Vix, where I was just like, <laughs> where I'm just on mute and I literally can't get my, can't get my mouse, can't get to the unmute button in time. So what I've done is left myself on mute for longer, and then like, Make it look and then come back in and go, oh, "Sorry guys, I think I lost connection there." When really I was watching The Sopranos while the meeting was going on, and yeah, couldn't get it off mute in time. So yeah, I feel I feel you. Yeah, just it's so irrational. Because they're right, I am accidentally on mute, but I can't accept it. It's like when someone tells me my um, light's on on my phone, livid. I'm like, <laughs> I meant it to be? <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> well, Vic, you have been an absolutely yeah, wonderful guest, mate. Like, so much fun. Um, for people that want to kind of keep up to speed with uh, all things in the world of Vic's and your comedy, um, where can people keep up to speed? 
I do my best work on Twitter at PRVix. Um, that's that's the real me on there. Uh, <laughs> Instagram is a bit it's a bit thirsty. You have to put selfies up, otherwise you lose likes. That's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. I've got a podcast called The Comedy Arcade, which is a panel show. So me and three comedians competing to tell the best story. Amazing. And um, it gets a bit savage. And the, yeah, the guests are getting better and better, actually. No shade to the guests that came before, but uh, <laughs> some real heroes of mine. Like I had Robin Ince on oh, a couple of weeks wow. ago. And I've been such a fan of Infinite Monkey Cage. That was one of the first podcasts I ever really listened to. So it was an unbelievable experience to have him on zoom and he had his camera off the whole time and no one told him because we thought he wanted it that way and it turned out he just had something over the lens <laughs> so <laughs> but, yeah it's, it's been an absolute joy to do and we're doing some live shows as well and it's up for a leicester comedy festival award Incredible. which is the best oh, podcast amazing. so yeah it's going all right actually but Wonderful. yeah well we'll tag you in uh, in all the posts when this comes out uh, and yeah. Oh, Rich Wilson said to say hello, by the way, because um, I was excited about it and I told him, and he was like, Oh, I love those guys. Tell him I said <laughs> hi. Tell him to go fuck so, himself. That's what... I will. <laughs> Immediately. I, I saw that the best post uh, on Instagram, I was, I, 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 was like, I showed it to my mate last night because they were talking about watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I went, uh, Have you, I don't suppose, like, uh, either of you have seen it, but, uh, Richie's uh, Mrs. Jade put up a post of her crying, uh, saying that she's just got to come on here and say something because Richie's just told her that he doesn't love her anymore. To which you hear Rich in the background say, No, I didn't. And then she says, What did you say? Tell him what you said. I said, I didn't want to watch Buffy. She's like, that's the same. Yeah. yeah I think he calls it like Hollyoaks with vampires. Uh, <laughs> which he, he doesn't understand. It's it's so much more than that. Oh, wonderful. But... Oh, a nice little bit of mutual Wilson love at the end. Yeah, Perfect he's, way he's of finishing. Yeah, he's an, absolute, he's an absolute dream. Um, lovely. Genuinely such a good mate. Vix, thanks so much. Have a lovely day. Yeah, you too. Thank you for having me on. It's been so much fun. Thanks, Vix. Bye, see you mm. soon. It's a drunken soiree in the whiffy. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.